It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! everyone thanks thanks Taryn <laughs> I don't I don't see it so well, I don't know welcome back to ears up everyone thanks for hanging out with us it's a brand new day and a brand new show and uh, we're the same old people <laughs> and old I think that's people. fine yes um, hope you guys are, are having a, a great day it's always a good day when we can come in here and talk Disney with all of our friends so uh, we're pretty excited we have a really good show today uh, we are talking to a bona fide Disneyland uh, cast member not only cast member but performer so uh, we're, we're pretty excited about that um, you know get some ins and outs on on, on how Disneyland works uh, as far as uh, being a performer if uh, you know maybe you want to be a performer or any kids out there kind of like I would really love to do that or you know maybe you're going to school in LA and you're like you know what I can really Use a, a a Disney fix and might as well work at the at, at the happiest place on earth. You know what I mean. So uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll talk to uh, to our friend Steve and uh, get some tips and tricks and and kind of just the overall experience of what it's like to be uh, you know for lack of a better term on stage mm-hmm. at Disneyland. I think it'll be a good time. I think so too. Um, let me give out our phone number. It's eight 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 four zero one two three three seven. If you guys want to call us, uh, sorry, Bev, you gotta you might have to watch out for phones today. Apologize. Give me that whatever. Um, yeah, give us a ring if you want to talk to our guest. If you have a question, uh, I think we can probably do that with our technolo- technological services. Uh, but if you just want to ask, a, ask us a question, talk to us uh, about anything we're going to talk about, we're going to, uh, uh, after the interview with Steve, we're going to have a very heated debate because apparently Taryn has watched the movie Frozen finally, and she had an opinion on it, and <laughs> Terrence, uh, 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 you know, had a differing one, and has so an opinion on everything, yeah. right? So uh, w- those two are going to talk about uh, you know their experiences watching Frozen. I myself haven't really seen it, so uh, I can't really speak on it. But I'm going to uh, really enjoy listening to everybody talk about <laughs> it, and then I'll just moderate and you know <laughs> duck punches and duck glasses being thrown and screams and whatever. Whoa! It's I don't, get ugly. It, it it might. I wasn't really planning on that. I didn't bring my sword or anything. That's all right. You have a saber. You don't have a sword. I have a sword. You have a saber. I don't, know. I don't even know what a saber is, so I have a sword. It's That's a, why I said it's an older Buick vehicle, I believe. Is that what it <laughs> That's was? That's a less saber. It's a Le French. Saber. It's a French version. Oh, it's classy. Yeah. All right. I have a Civic. <laughs> yeah. There you go. She's a Civic. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, you can find us iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Radio, Stitcher. Stitcher has recently become my uh, favorite platform to listen to podcasts, which I never really did before. But I started listening to um, this podcast called Welcome to Night Vale. And if you guys are into uh, – it basically is like a parody of community radio updates. So like hmm. every two weeks they put out a, a thing, but it's like a, a cross between the Twilight Zone – and some weird HP Lovecraftian. It, it's very weird. It kind of. It, it's you know. I don't know. I like it. I think oh, it's great. Oh, What's going okay. on right here? 
<laughs> don't worry about it. What? It's getting handled. What? We weren't live? Uh, it The wrong one was started accidentally. Well, what did you do? Did you stop it? Why? You, sure, you just kept going, and then we could have renamed it afterwards. But now we lost the whole, par- whole first ten minutes of the show. Can't hear you. Sorry. She has no voice. I said sorry. It's okay. I love you just the same. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's good or not. I'm not sure if it's good either, <laughs> Bev. Don't worry about it. We're still, lo- you know, hey, look, for free work, you do all right. That's yeah. true. All right. I think she does great. I yeah. love her. Yeah, well, she doesn't do great. If she did great, we would have the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to Night Vale. Check it out if you guys are into that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of cool, sci-fi, whatever. But anyway, I've been listening to it on Stitcher, um, and it's it's pretty cool. It, it's taken over iTunes for me as as my platform of choice because iTunes is so bloated and huge and takes forever to load. And I just I don't know. I just like it a lot. So uh, I don't know. Check us out on Stitcher if you haven't. It's uh it's pretty good. Although I'm not sure that they list all of the episodes. I think maybe they cut out the first seven or eight so to drive you to the website. Like so, our website you have to listen to the first few, but the first yeah, few shows aren't very good anyway. I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> These shows are better than our well, first shows. Yes, Come on, but. Um, I don't know. I think that I, I don't know. I, I've been wondering that too because I, I listen to my podcasts on uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. No, not iTunes. What is the other one? Yeah, uh, tune, tune in. in. Tune okay. in. I listen to it on that, and it's the same thing. Where I am not. I can't ever tell if I'm getting all the episodes. Some shows seem to have all of them, and so I think that it's right. it's the show is deciding that. But okay. then, but all then right. I, I don't know because. I don't know. I'll have to go look and see if all of ours are on there. I'm pretty sure we don't have 35 shows on there. so that Right. And we're not choosing that, so maybe not. I don't know. It's very strange. Cool. I know. It was a really good story. I could tell it again. He just reiterated the same. Yeah. No, I know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Stitcher Radio. Check it out. I like it. And and you might like it, too. And welcome to Night Vale, too. It's kid-friendly, sort of. There's one in episode two. They kind of use the A word, uh, but then that's it. There's, there's no swearing. Uh, but it's very creepy, and if you're into that kind of stuff, it's pretty cool. And then uh, Taryn and I uh, blazed through Serial, that podcast oh that everyone gosh. loves. Um, that one is not kid-friendly, but it's so good. It's not kid-friendly, no. Uh, but yeah, if you like true crime and, and NPR, very dry style of radio, scripted radio, it's great. I mean, it's, oh, it was yeah. great. Um, I started uh, listening to this one called Criminal, which I meant to tell you about. Oh. It's sort of the same thing, but not really. Uh, but you can kind of tell where... Serial has taken elements oh, from, okay. from because criminal sounds a lot like serial, where they have the kind of weird interlude music and then like a quote oh, okay. from an interview, and then the host coming on and saying this is a criminal, and then more interlude music, and then they get into the scripted thing. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like it's very you know throwbacky for me for for serial, but I don't know who came first or if that's just a, a well known style and that kind mm-hmm. of. NPR genre ish. Yeah, I mean, you can tell they're just writing out like a blog and then reading the blog with a little bit of personality thrown in, which is fine. I mean, it makes for intriguing radio, but. I actually want to find less podcasts because it's like when when I'm like commuting, it's either podcast or reading. And right now I'm in the first book of Game of Thrones. And so I, I can't take time out to read podcasts or you will never read it. Because we yeah, share the book, right? We do <laughs> share. Or you could just give up. I don't want to give up. It's yeah. getting. It's actually getting good. I'm on page 500, okay. and it's starting to get good. Of 10,000. <laughs> it feels that way. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad it's starting to get good. You stuck it out for through 500 pages. I know. It's pretty good. It's a little tough sometimes, it's, especially it's, those brand chapters. It's Ooh. no Harry Potter. 
No, it's it's not. <laughs> uh, if you have feedback on the show, uh, send it to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Or you can go on the uh, on the website there, and we have a comment section. You can shoot us a comment. Uh, any compliments you have, you can go to Terrence. Uh, anything else goes, comes to me. Uh, you know, I haven't, got, sh- I haven't gotten a single compliment. Uh, I haven't gotten a single anything else. Yeah. So what does that tell you? <laughs> what does that tell you, Terrence? Uh, that, that you're unloved in I'm, the podcast universe. Absolutely unloved. Yeah. Maybe it's because you never come to Disneyland with us. I have kids. Can uh, we send complaints? Yeah. Because that would be mine. Yeah, okay. send, so send complaints about me not going to Disneyland at Becca. At <laughs> Angry Becca. Angry I can Becca. make her that email address. Oh, please do. I wonder if she would get any email. That'd be she awesome. would, and she would be very <laughs> angry about it. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> Not that bad. Why are you so angry? Uh, don't forget to check us out social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Pinterest. Yeah. Um, head over to our, our, our blog, our website, uh, because not only do we have a, a blog in addition to our archives, uh, which is much easier to, to read now because Taryn installed this like archives filter or whatever. So there's an actual uh, a page called archives that lists all of our shows with the show titles. Uh, because in the past, it was just it was too hard. I couldn't really figure it out. So I don't know if... Uh, that's deterred anybody from going and checking those out, but that's a cool new feature. Um, support ears up via the Amazon link. If you do any shopping via Amazon, uh, click that link first and then bookmark your Amazon landing page because our little code is kind of hidden. Well, it's not really hidden, but it's embedded in the URL. Um, and so every time you go do your Amazon shopping, you don't have to go to our page, and we still get a little a little cut of that money. Um, reoccurring donations. We have a few reoccurring donors. Uh, we had uh, oh, Greg. Do you have Greg's thing? Yes. Okay. So what uh, what I decided to do, <clears throat> excuse me, with our um, our reoccurring donors, uh, if you reoccur, if you reoccurly donate at the twenty dollar level, which our uh, which a cat called Greg is currently doing, um, we're going to give you an opportunity to make us say whatever you huh. want us to. So do you have? I do where have it, it. Where is it? Can I you would like to email it to us. Yeah. Or share it or something because sure. I don't have it. I can. Um, he I requested a very specific way of this being read. Um, I don't know. If We're not doing that. Okay, so I can just read it. I just sent it to you guys. Well, I think he. Okay, I think he wants us to do it, like Terrence and I, right? That is what he said. He would like it to be performed and recited by JP and Terrence. Okay. <laughs> he says he'll leave it up to you to determine who plays what role. Let's just do it line by line. Okay. Uh, so he wants us to do uh, it in uh, interpretive dance and a poem. <laughs> what in the world? Hey, we gave him full reign. This is how rules yes. are made. <laughs> so, Terrence, if you want to start us off. Um, I still get into my email. Oh, okay. Uh, so, anyway, if you reoccurly donate, uh, you, too, can have this once-of-time <laughs> experience, Greg, just to let you know this isn't something <laughs> we're going to be doing every month. Um and then we have another person to ask of this um, uh, a listener called Jeff donated a bunch of like a one time donation, oh, but yeah. a bunch of cash. And so that helps a lot, man. And I really appreciate that, Jeff. So you got it, Terrence? Yeah, I'm trying. I don't think you should read it. I think you should just. Should we get some music or something? Yeah. Do you have like some Enya or something <laughs> like that? Uh, how do you spell Enya? I actually really like Enya. E-N-Y-A, I believe. She's. I don't know if she's beautiful. She probably is, but. Her music is beautiful. Terrence, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Here's this. Sta- here's this blanket statement I just I'm going to use. Speak out of turn. Oh I don't wait, know I don't know like. if I really mean the thing that I'm about to say. 
Her voice is beautiful. Oh, see, she's beautiful. I knew it. I wouldn't call her beautiful. Wow, I feel like I'm watching Game of Thrones. I have to take a break and read right now. Yeah. All right, Terrence. Why don't you start us out? No, you start us out. No, you start us out. Okay, now it's a poetry. It's poem, poem, poetry, right? So like Shakespearean, you know, a little emphasis. Yes. Oh my, how you've grown. Both in experience and in our hearts. Your thought-provoking commentary and interviews spark our interest and excitement. While your wit, self-depreciation uh, de- self and pr- uh, pronunciation of Heracot Vert fill us with joy and laughter. For, for those of us who, sadly, cannot regularly travel to the land of the mouse, you give us a journey to the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. So here's to you, Ears Up crew. Continue to do what you do. I'm sorry, it sounded like rap at the end, my bad. <laughs> well, because he wrote the word freestyle. freestyle. So. I was freestyling. Uh, your biggest fan, not, not Greg. So thank you, not, not Greg. <laughs> we need to put this on the blog. We need to not put sure. this on the blog. It's a great poem. It's a beautiful poem. I felt weird talking about ourselves, though. I did. You're I not. Agree with you were every- reciting a poem written by Greg. <laughs> I agree right. with everything he not said, Greg. too. Right. Greg. What? Uh, before we... Uh, not, 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 Greg. Not, 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 Greg. Yeah, not, not, Greg. <laughs> right. Not, not, not. Um, I also okay. want to tell you guys about a, a venture that we've started um, called Cove Ears, and it's something that Taryn and I have been working on behind the scenes for a long time. Uh, Terrence has thrown in with some ideas, and it, it, it's been really cool. Um, it's called Cove Ears, like covers for your mouse ears, Cove Ears. So you can go to getcoveears.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And essentially, they're stretchy, patterned, uh, removable, non-permanent ways to kind of spice up your Mickey Mouse ears. And, and I wish we had some to show to the camera. But uh, yeah. anyway, check them out. It, it, it's pretty cool. We're pretty stoked about it. Taryn and I have been working really hard. Uh, they fit really well. They're packaged really well. We're really, really proud of it. We've been live for about three weeks now, and the response has been great, I, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to do some cool stuff. We're, we're, we're going to be doing some, uh, some customization here shortly in the next few months, I think, maybe three to six months. You'll be able to customize it sort of, and, and hopefully we're going to have some new things right now. We have about eight different styles to choose from. And, um, yeah, so, you know, check it out. Yeah, and Mouse Brew in the chat just just wanted to remind everyone we're also on Instagram with Coveers. We are also on Instagram yes. with Coveers. So it's Coveers. just at um, And so eventually what what you can be able to do is uh, take a photo of yourself in, in Disneyland or wherever wearing uh, Coveers on your Mickey Mouse hat and then um, hashtag it and uh, it will wind up on our webpage. Right now I'm just manually loading them in from, you know, friends and family and people who have purchased Coveers and you know, I put put them up on the site because I think it's kind of cool to see other people wearing these kind of things in the different parts of the park. Mm-hmm. It really gives it a sense of of purpose, I think. Yeah. You know, um, and you can see online that like some people are you know sell you ways to like customize your hat, but permanently, right? And when we That's wanted, yeah, we wanted something very different. So you can stand in line and pull off your coveries because it's just stretchy material, mm-hmm. and throw on another pair, and and you're good to go. Or you mix and match. You can do kind of whatever you want. 
So yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I I'm really excited about it. I think we have some really cool patterns to start out with, and we have some cool ideas for the future. Um, yeah, we're you know we're at the beginning stages, but yeah, uh, it's a lot of work, but it's a uh, it's a labor of love, Terry. Yes, exactly. So uh, yeah, do us a favor, support us that way too. Cove ears, you can go to get cove ears, c o v e a r s dot com. Please follow us on on the various social medias. And uh, we do some giveaways, and we do some fun stuff over there. Um, anyway, check yeah, it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Taryn, uh, feedback. Yes, sir. Okay, go for it. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Elizabeth G. Hey, guys. My son, Tony, 10, soon to be 11, on February 7th, loves your show and has listened to every podcast you've put out. We think by far you guys are the best Disney podcast out there. I was hoping that if you put on another podcast before my son's birthday, he would surely get a kick out of hearing his name. Thank you for all the laughs and keep up the good work. Did, well, she, did she say when the birthday is? Uh, yes. I forgot to write that. Oh, February 27th. So we've – oh, my gosh. It's tomorrow. Oh, but this won't come out till later yeah. but yeah, like i still later. don't care and i think that we should say happy birthday to tony of course happy birthday tony happy birthday tony that's pretty cool man thanks for listening bud yeah 10 soon to be 11 wow. i remember turning 11 and being really bummed because it's 11 i don't and like you... nobody on tv is ever 11 they're 10 or they're 12 no one's 11 and i was really <laughs> bummed about it i was like this is a whole year of being where did you find her? Because I don't know. That's like, you. That's some, all you. Some orphanage for disparaged, despondent you guys mothers. You didn't feel that way? No. No. I don't remember turning 11. I don't remember turning 36. <laughs> Neither do I. Oh, because I'm not. I oh, forgot. Sh- Whatever. Uh, so is 11's tween, right? No. I thought 12 I think was 12 tween. Is, tween. is it? Yeah. All right. I don't well, know. Well, I guess 11, 11 could be tween. I have no idea. Why are you all looking at me? <laughs> I don't know. You have things to say sometimes. I don't. Aren't you the closest one to that age? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah, uh, you are. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, anything else? Uh, yeah, we have another one from... Okay. From Brett. From Brett There you go. Uh, hey, guys, and the woman whose mic suddenly will turn off occasionally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's me. That is you. Uh, I am as... All right, so... <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Hilarious. Thank you. Uh, I am as... I, as well, am a huge Yes Caps... He put that in caps. Uh, Disney fan and love the podcast, which I stumbled upon looking for other Disney audio entertainment. Everything has been awesome to listen to and motivates me to go to the park more nice. often. Nice. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'd really like to share with you some photos I've taken up of the parks and really hope you enjoy them. Don't worry, it's not a sales pitch or anything unless you really want to buy them. But really, please enjoy and keep up the amazing entertainment uh, to what accompanies me to work every day. Your friend, Brett. And this is at... Show and Wald, <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. S-C-H-O-E-N-W-A-L-D dot smugmug dot com. Uh, probably backslash Disney, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, check them out. They're cool. It looks like HDR photos and uh, just real neat photos of the park, man. We'll put the link on the blog. It's it's a little bit of a longer one. Yeah. And hard to spell. And hard to spell. And yeah. hard to say. That's fine. Brett. Brett, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, let's get Steve on the line, which I didn't give. Did we, we don't have Steve's phone number to Beverly so she can do this, do we? Uh, no, I can get it right now. Though. No, we don't. Okay, perfect. Perfect. We're flowing. We're doing it. I probably shouldn't say it on the air, right? 
You Pro- probably sh- most yeah. likely no. Four one five. Yeah. Eight four seven. That's not a real phone number. But yeah, keep in mind, guys. If you want to give us a call and uh, talk to Steve and ask him some questions, man. Um, you know, I, th- I think it should be pretty fun. I've never, I've never known anybody to be a performer. Uh, that's actually not true. Our friend uh, Push, our friend Charlie, who was here last time we did the shows, uh, his wife used to be the yeah. ostrich. Yeah. Among oh, other right. things, yeah. She's always dancing down Main Street. I think she's kind of reliving that that moment. She's like trained <laughs> to do it. She's forced to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's, but this will be it'll be cool because there's so many questions that I have. Like, just, I mean, just working on the front side of Disneyland, much less the back side of. I mean, that's not what he does, but yeah. Um, well, and also like uh, for those in the chat, there's a few people in there now. If you guys have questions that we don't cover, mm-hmm. make sure you throw them in there so that we can make sure that um, we get all those answered. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, who knows? We have some, I think we'll have it. We'll have it pretty good. We're, you know, we're trained professionals at this point. We're trying to get Steve on the line here, but I think we're having some technical Well, we also have like a small announcement that we're, we're going to be in the, oh, I guess when this, never mind. When this airs, we'll be done, <laughs> but, but we can still talk about it now because we're live. You yeah, know, that's true. We are going to be in the parks, uh, actually all, almost all of next week, like Mon- Sunday night through Thursday morning. Yeah, we are. Oh, no, <laughs> not oh, me. Not oh, not you. I hung up on him on accident. My bad. Sorry, Bev. Please do that again. Uh-oh. I just, I fat-fingered it. Instead of hitting the first line, I just hit line one and two, and apparently the stupid machine. Mm. Yeah, it was totally the machine. Yeah. You, that thing is dumb. You should just pour water on it. You ever notice how, like, with technology and stuff, uh, we always just end up blaming the machine? Yeah. And it's not ever user error, or or we go, like, Hey, you know, ten years ago I would never be able to do this, or five years ago I'd never be able to do this. But now, now I can't. My life can't be complete unless I do this thing. I read something that said if you were able to buy all the technology in an iPhone in 1991, it would have cost you like three and a half million dollars. <laughs> like that's eye-opening wow. to think about that. But yet we still get mad at technology. Right. I don't Strange. Yeah. yeah. It's very well. It's very frustrating because we're perfect as human beings. We are. Yeah. Well, at least I am. I took the slack for you hanging up on him. <laughs> but no, you didn't. Yeah. No. I appreciate that, oh, Steve, are you with us, buddy? I'm here. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Sorry about that. That was my okay. fault. As much as Beverly wants to cover for me and then blew her own cover. It's all good. No worries. No worries. I get it. You know, sometimes <laughs> the cheek hits the, hits the computer screen or hits the sensor. And That's true. I face-rolled everything, and it was just <laughs> it was just terrible. Yeah, or, uh, like, or, or blank text messages and like you know black Instagram, you know, butt dials, all that. I guess. Right? It. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, you're you're a you're a, a fan of technology. I'm sure that that's just, it's very weird, man. Some of that stuff just happens, and then we get so mad when it happens. Like mm-hmm. why? The well, planets it, are it, lying against me. Well, if you're not a fan of technology, it means you probably don't have a Facebook or an Instagram. If you don't have a Facebook, then you don't have a birthday, which means you don't exist. <laughs> right. That is a very good point. That's true. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you're, I mean, honestly, if you're all not on Facebook, you don't exist to the majority of the world, which some people are, are fine with that, I suppose. But, yeah, it's – and I always feel bad, like, when people go, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. Oh, I didn't – my Facebook didn't tell me, and I don't – now I just rely on Facebook so much to, to remind me of things that are – you know, should be normal to remember from your friends. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all started, like, with the cell phone. I mean, because then, I mean, remember as kids, like, how many phone numbers we would have memorized? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have anything memorized. No. Nothing. No. I, you know, like, when Taryn and I started dating five years ago or whatever, she gave me her phone number. I put it in my phone, and I, I, there's no need to remember it. 
I don't, right. I'm not even sure I remember it now. I think I made you learn it. You probably tested me because that's the kind of person you are. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Anyway, Steve, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Sure, sure, sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so, okay, let's get into kind of the nitty-gritty. What, what exactly is it that you do at Disneyland? Okay, so um, I am a union performer uh, for the Walt Disney Company, particularly, uh, or actually primarily at the Disneyland Resort. Okay. Um, what, uh, what kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? How do you go about uh, getting that job? What do you have to do? Well, it's like, okay, well, let, let, let me back this up a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I went to school, um, uh, I went to school for theater, uh, for, to be an actor, essentially. I just kind of studied that. And then, um, part of, you know, not that you need to go to school to be an actor, but, uh, part of the trade is you audition, you audition, like you would go on any job, you know, um, interview, if you will. And I saw a casting notice posting for a show, an upcoming show at Disneyland and just auditioned and, you know, as the fates would have it, I booked it and then it just kind awesome. of continued on from there. Okay. So just a random, so you were trying to be an actor or you are an actor, but at yeah. the time you were, you were looking for work and you saw this thing. Have you, had you been a, a Disney fan previous to this? Uh, yeah, I've always loved Disney. I've always loved the company. I've always loved the product. I've always loved the message. Um, I think it's a, a pretty honest message. And I think, you know, I tell people all the time, um, if you can, you know, believe hard enough, work hard enough, and dream hard enough, um, all your dreams can come true. Oh, spoken like a true Disney employee. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it really is. Uh, and it's funny because you work in the place that pretty much proves that, right? Yeah. I it's mean, pretty spectacular. It is pretty cool. I do like that. Um, can you – what kind of – stuff do you do at the park i know you're you're an, you're an actor um mm -hmm. can we talk about some of that stuff sure yeah yeah uh well um i am involved in multiple different shows um mm -hmm. primarily of the live singing acting dancing variety so pretty much anything that's on the microphone is kind of what i do well i should, I should <laughs> let me take that back i don't <laughs> do that much stuff i don't do but i do do a variety of different shows which involve live singing acting and dancing okay okay um, I imagine that's multiple shows a day. Right. That must get tiring. So is that is is that just shows or is that parades and shows? Like is, is that just like all encompassing? Uh, it's just shows. I mean, there's what a lot of people don't understand. I get this question a lot. It's like, oh, so what do you do at Disney? I go, well, I'm a performer. Oh, what parade are you in? Or, you know, um, you know, what character do you portray? And you know, then yeah, that's why I get really specific with it. I tell people I'm a union performer, but that just confuses them more. <laughs> so, gotcha. <laughs> the way it works um, is you have uh, you have different departments. You have the all-encompassing entertainment department, and within entertainment, it covers um, shows and parades, but also covers techs, stage management, and performers. Okay. And then. And when you divide performers up, you have your union and your non-union performers, which is kind of a basic rundown. And if you would do any, like, regional theater locally to wherever you're at, like your local, like, community theater, if you will. I wouldn't even say community theater, but more regional theater, something that's a little, a little bit higher scale, that would pay. It might pay all your performers, but then you have your union, your equity members, which I guess for, for TV would be, like, you know, equivalent to SAG. Okay. And so then you have your union performers and you have your non-union performers. 
So um, a parade and character department um, would be considered non-union performer. And then, oh, okay, okay, got it, okay. got it. And then your live shows would be, con- like, anything that's pretty much live singing and acting and dancing, anything that's on a microphone would be considered a union performance job. That makes sense. Oh, that makes total sense. I actually yeah. never thought about it in those terms, but that it, now that you say it, it seems totally obvious. Yeah, yeah. from the from the acting, uh, you know, from the acting um, side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you land this? Like, was it a fluke, <laughs> or did you, or you know, did you actually set out to get this and you achieved it? Well, okay. I mean, if you want to break it down, if we're getting really honest, um, <laughs> we're getting real. Which we are. Let's get real, Steve. Come on. <laughs> um, well, here's how it works. I mean, you know, whenever people ask me, like, you know, so what do you do? I always say I'm an actor, and then people are like, well, what have I seen you in? What have you done? Right. And it's like, I mean, I can go through my long list of whatever whatever's on my resume, but that just bores people because nobody really cares about, like, you know, the K-Swiss commercial that I shot 10 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then, like, does anybody still wear K-Swiss? The no. thing is, like, <laughs> right. So, I mean, when you're an actor, it's like, it's kind of, it's really not that glamorous, if I'm being very honest. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, like, it's a very small percentage, maybe 1%, 2% of all actors are, you know, celebrities. And from then on, it's just your kind of like, you know, guy next door is, I mean, anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and people have very successful careers, you know, uh, doing commercial work. I mean, what's her name? Flo, the progressive girl, probably makes a very nice living because she's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Just like the Verizon, you know, Can You Hear Me Now guy, I mean, makes a, or has made a substantial living. And before he stole a bunch of weed from some guy or something like that. I don't know that much, but you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. yeah. What I can say though is that, like, when you're acting or when you're when you are an actor, it's about the hustle. So you have to audition, and sometimes you have three auditions a day. Sometimes you have three auditions a week. Sometimes you have no auditions a week. Sometimes you have twenty-five. Sometimes you just have one. It's a varying like. It just it's it depends on what the need is, what you're going out for. You know, if it's pilot season, if you have to fly to New York because it's you know audition season for you know Broadway or for theaters throughout the throughout the country. So being in Southern California, I was living in San Diego for a while, and San Diego has a very vibrant theater community. And that's kind of, that's my background. It's, I mean, I've done TV stuff and, you know, commercials, whatever. That's not, that doesn't inspire me. For me, it's more the live, the, 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 the feeling of being uh, on, on, on stage, you know, the okay. audience, feeling the audience energy. Hmm. And so when you're doing any of that, whether it's TV, film, or theater, your job is to essentially audition, but auditioning doesn't pay the bills. So that's why a lot of people are waiters, or they sell shoes, or, you know, they do all sorts of different stuff, you know, odd-end jobs, you know, office work, whatever. Yeah, something to, make. to because you can, so you can bail out at any time to go to right. that audition, right? Right, 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 exactly. Okay. So for me, I, um, my story is that I actually moved from San Diego to L.A. because I thought, you know what, I want to make 65 grand you know, doing one commercial. I just want to do that. You know, I thought I... <laughs> I totally and, understand that. <laughs> and most people can do that, and most people, some people do, and some people don't. You know, it's just kind of like the luck of the draw. It's just how the business is. And I uh, had previously, um, prior to moving to L.A., I had actually spent uh, eight months working for the Tokyo Disney Resort uh, out in Japan. Wow. In a show. And so I had some connections with uh, the casting directors at, at Disneyland Resort. And I sent a casting director an email saying, hi, it's Steve, um, and, you know, we've met, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm now in L.A. I'm not in San Diego anymore. 
I'm closer to Disney. If anything happens, if anything comes up, please feel free to keep me in mind for any upcoming projects. And the casting director responded, said, great, awesome. And then about 30 minutes later, the casting director said, hey, do you have any video of you singing or speaking in Spanish? Hmm. I grew up bilingual. My parents are from South America. And I went and found some, like, script online, some, like, Spanish Disney script, some, something, like, you know, I found it online. And I right. popped over my computer and I just, you know, turned the webcam on and I filmed myself singing and singing some Disney stuff in Spanish. And I sent it to, her, uh, to the casting director right away. And about two hours after that, I got a response, said, this is perfect. I'll go ahead and forward it to the director. And the following day, I had an offer. Wow. Nice. So, but, and when the, with the offer, it was just a temporary gig. They weren't bringing me on as a cast member, but rather as uh, just kind of, what do they call them? I can't even think of it right now. Anyway, just like as somebody who's like a temporary artist, if you will. Okay. Was was the job in, in Spanish, or they were just testing? They were just wanted to see. They just want to check it out. They needed a bilingual host. They needed somebody who spoke ah. oh, okay. English, Spanish. Okay. And they brought me on as a contractor, if you will, and uh, you know, like an, an individual employment contractor, if you will. Uh, so I learned the show. It was for the Tomorrowland Terrace uh, stage over there. It was in the summertime. It was just something that was going to happen summertime. It was uh, like a uh, they would bring in local radio DJs, and the DJs would spin, and there was dancers, and it was just kind of like fun entertainment for the family. And for two weeks, they were bringing the local DJ from the Spanish radio station, and so they needed somebody who was going to be there every day of the week hmm. and could just kind of host that gig. And so that was me, and I was also the sub for the other guys. There was about five of us, I think, cast in that role, split between men and women. And so I covered, uh, when the other guys couldn't cover their ships, I went and I went ahead and did their ships with the other DJs. Okay, got that it. So that was kind of like my first in with uh, the Walt Disney Company here in Anaheim. Uh, and that's just kind of where it started. Okay. And then once that gig ended, uh, they uh, there's a new show that was coming up, Electronica. I don't know if you guys yeah. are familiar oh, yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, um, they, I got a phone call asking me to be a sub for that show. Um, they needed another host type character. Is that how that kind well, of stuff works? You, usually, where you know you you start out just kind of filling in for people, and and, and you work your way, you work your way into uh, like a full time gig. Sometimes. Okay. When I, you know, in the past, I think the way the, the resort worked is that they would hold auditions, and then they would look at the people that they wanted to cast and they would say, well, this individual is going to have two days a week. This individual is going to have three days a week. And then this other individual is going to have two days a week. And they would just base it right off the audition, but then they would go into a rehearsal process and they would see talent, you know, that they didn't really consider for uh, actual days. Okay. And, well, it's not really fair that we're not considering everybody. So now they cast a show, they go, these are the people that we want for the show. And then we'll bring them into an, into the rehearsal process and we'll see, kind of what they bring at the rehearsal process, and from then on, then they give guaranteed days or okay. not. Okay. Um, going back real fast for your first gig, you know, in t at Tomorrowland Terrace, uh, so you said you've kind of been a Disney fan for a while. What was your first day like when you when you go in for your, I don't know, training or like your first full day going behind the, behind the uh, backstage, you know, behind the scenes at Disneyland? 
Um, well, that actually didn't happen until Electronica because once okay. I learned, once they offered me Electronica, they said, well, "Now we need to make you a full time, or not a full time cast member. We just need to make you a cast member." So now, no, you're not going to be an independent contractor anymore. You're now going to be a cast member. So now we have to send you through, you know, Disney training, which is traditions and okay, the so day traditions and welcome to entertainment, and that's when you do all that stuff. So, so when you're when you're not a, a real ca- not a real cast member, but when you're not a, a, a proper cast member, when you're doing that kind of stuff, you don't. You don't get the behind-the-scenes stuff, or you don't you don't get any of that um, that kind of I don't know schooling, I guess, for lack of a better term. Right. They just kind of walk yeah. you in and you do your thing and you leave. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Huh. <laughs> you go to the security guard backstage. You say hi. I'm expected at such and such place, and you give them your ID, your driver's license, and then they make sure that you're on the computer, and then somebody's there. Uh, for me, it was like. It was uh, one of the stage managers of the show that I was working on, and she was waiting for me, and she escorted me to where the rehearsals were. I mean, the thing is, like, when you do something like that, they expect you to be, you know, quote-unquote normal. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you have, there's, there's definitely, uh, I would imagine, a, an air of professionalism that is expected. But, I mean, for me, I would, it would be my, my inner nerd waiting to burst out and just <laughs> take yeah. pictures of everything or Bouncing just around, yeah. squeal real high-pitched, you know? Well, you know what I can say, what I'm allowed to say regarding backstage is that, um, well, let me say this. It's actually, it is a cool feeling. You feel like you're kind of in on a secret that nobody else really knows about. Yeah. And whether you're doing like your traditions training or whether you go backstage for the first time or sometimes when you, you know, a lot of like uh, high school bands and, and, and choirs and dance teams and stuff come to Disney Performing Arts, you see the kids. They're allocated to certain backstage areas, and you just see them with, like, wide-eyed wonder. They're more enthused or <laughs> interested in what's going on backstage versus what's actually happening on stage. But what I also can tell you about backstage is that it is cool, like the feeling of being in on a secret, but then once you've seen it, you've kind of seen it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, as a kid, I remember thinking, ooh, they must have more magic back there. <laughs> and there is. There is to a certain extent. But... Um, but it's the job still. You're still going to work. Right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's. I mean, you like like I said before, I mean, the world of Hollywood is smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then you're like, oh, now I see how the smoke and mirrors kind of function. Did it Did it ruin anything for you? That was my question for sure. Uh, for me, no, not at all. Okay, I love good. it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I would feel the same way. Uh, you know, I keep I keep bugging. Uh, we have a, a couple of friends. Uh, like I told you off air that uh, that work at the park and they keep going like, dude, I need to get, I, I want to see how this works. I need to know how this works. That's how I am. I need to see how things function. And Taryn is like, I never want to know ever. Don't ever tell me anything how this works because it's going <laughs> to, it, then I'm going to know and I don't want to know. Uh, and, and because it'll like ruin the magic for her or, or you know, sort of, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Taryn, but like, I no, think true. for <laughs> us, we're, we're, we're different, but with the same intent, like I want to know how it works. Because that's the magic for me, you know. Yeah, and um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just like you. I, I totally agree. As a kid, I was like, well, how do, like, well, you know, how does that work? Even for me now, like, you know, I have friends, you know, performer friends who do Fantasmic. I'm like, how does the dragon work? <laughs> yeah, I want to know how that works because I don't know how it works. And yeah. they're like, well. And they try to explain it to me, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> I would rather not. I need to see it. Give me the. Let's take it apart one night. Let's just go in yeah. and take it apart. Um, can you talk a little bit about your traditions training? Uh, not, I don't think many people know, you know, too much about that. Uh, sure. If I just can real, remember. just real briefly. It doesn't need to be in super detail, but 
uh, you know, just a little curious about that. It's essentially kind of a history of, <clears throat> excuse me, they just go through, like, the history of, of the park and the legacy that Walt left and what it means to be a cast member and, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of what is, um, what is expected of your job duties, like, to withhold and to, up, or rather, to uphold uh, hmm. the, ma- the magic and the legacy that Walt left. And, you know, if some of it is really cool and some of it is really tedious, like, it's cool to watch the videos and stuff that they show because it inspires you and you think, wow, I am actually part of the magic of Disneyland. And then there's other times where you're like, then they start talking about, like, okay, well, we have to go through this because it's safety. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, like, the difference to go to levels at a certain place backstage. And you're like, I will never come near this, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that whole part of it. Um, okay. But th- then they give you, like, a little tour of, like, the backstage area and, uh, you know, you like you go through the different places. So at least, you know, you know, like, okay, well, backstage Toontown looks like this, or you know, like backstage Frontierland looks like this. And now, you know, when you, so you, you're not lost, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you said was um, you like being on stage on shows, and you're able to feel the energy. Um, what's if, if you're able to tell us what's one of the best memories that you have uh, of seeing people actually get into it uh, while you're on stage? Uh, I had a moment uh, last week, actually, uh, last weekend. Um, uh, how can I say this without saying it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I because you, you are, you know, uh, you know, contractually bound, I suppose. To you know, you you have to keep up the magic, right? Yes. So okay, so I was on stage. I was singing. Okay. And I was portraying uh, a, a very popular character at the moment, and. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of the character that I was portraying was portraying a character who really likes summertime. Okay. 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 And uh, I... Goofy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, this, this snowman who loves summertime was singing about being in summer. And I looked out into the audience and I saw just this group of little kids who was sitting down in front of me, and they were all beaming, just bright-eyed and beaming and singing to every single word with me. Wow. And I had a moment kind of like, it's almost as if time stops for a little bit, mm-hmm. and you think, wow, even though I might be having a really bad day or a really terrible moment or something personally might be really awful, like this split second of a moment is so cool. And it's so incredible, like, there's, there are no words to describe how, just how powerful that moment was for me. And it kind of put things into perspective. It was like, no, you don't do this for you, Steve. You do this for them. You're, you're creating a moment for them. Yeah, and, and it kind of becomes a little selfless in, in a profession that is so selfish. Terrence is crying, by the way. I know. Terrence I, is tearing up. I definitely but, teared up a little, too. That's so, that's a really nice I, I've always, moment. I've always said. <laughs> Terrence is crying. So, I've always said that it's impossible to be in a bad mood in Disneyland, and I think that what you just said is why. It's because every cast member there is trying to make sure that you have the best experience possible. And that's, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, we try. I mean, we're human, too. <laughs> Terrence is not human. Terrence has more feelings than the average human. I have a lot of feelers, okay? <laughs> I have one. Uh, you know, and, and, and that, that is, uh, you know, 
like you said, you 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 dig more on live theater than that K Swiss commercial because you <laughs> yeah. don't no no kids gonna come up to you and go, dude, I got these fresh kicks because you, I saw you and it inspired me. Like you you can touch more people and you, it could be it's more I don't know more real I think to do live theater and especially at Disneyland, uh, that's got to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, of course I have my own personal goals and aspirations and things that I, you know, continue to pursue in my life. But I always said, and I'm being very candid with you, that I never wanted to be famous. I didn't, you know, I never really wanted to be on Broadway, but I wouldn't say no to Broadway, you know, and I wouldn't say no to a movie. But um, I've always wanted to make a living doing what I love to do. And I feel like I get to do that at Disneyland. Um, Sure, like any job, there's these, uh, there are the ups and there are the downs. And especially when you're dealing with, um, a corporation, you know, there's a lot of, you know, rules, you know, for safety and other reasons that, you know, rules are meant to be, are, are, are in place for a reason, you know, and, and sometimes people don't like the rules and sometimes the rules are frustrating, but you understand why they're there. And uh, even in a place like that, um, it is really kind of, a, it is special to, to kind of do what I get to do. Yeah. Um, beyond it all, um, you know, and corporate entertainment can be really difficult, but it is like it is like a moment that I had on Saturday, where I just sat there and I saw these kids just singing along, and it's like none of that matters. None of it matters anymore. Yeah, yeah. that that is yeah. I I don't know. That's 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 a good feeling. Speaking of you know everybody else, and you know maybe there's you know some rules and people don't like rules. What's what's the the backstage culture? Like, is it a big family? Is everyone a super Disney nerd or, you know, a mixture of everything? I think it's kind of a mixture. I mean, the best way I can describe it, people a lot of times ask me what it's like back there. And I, what I can say is, like, it's its own village. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay. And, uh, you know, like, and I can only speak for, like, my department. And not even not even my department, but more, like, just kind of the shows that I'm a part of. Like, when you're in a show with a group of people, like, sure, my show, like, show-by-show basis, my tasks are different, and they are close. Sometimes, you know, there's multiple people who are in multiple shows with you, and so you, you know, you spend more time with them or, or not. Um, and for the most part, cast morale is really great in general. And, you know, some people are, you know, fanatics, more fanatics than others, and... I do know that there are some uh, cast members who still hold on to their annual pass holder, their, their annual passes, so that they can go to all the annual pass holder events. Oh yes, nice. which wow. I mean, you know, more power to them. Mm-hmm. Me personally, like that's that's not kind of my thing. But yeah. I mean, other people they like it. Well, it, it's also all, 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 it's good, you know. It's also five hundred bucks a year. I mean, that's. That's a lot of cash to throw down to just to go to. Is events. that what it is now? I thought it was more. Oh, well, more it's, now. no, you're right. It's like five forty yeah. or something like right. that. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money to be putting down. Uh, you know, that being said, we all have annual passes. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, exactly. so, you know, sp- but at least your parking is still included in your pass now. Like you know. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't pay for parking. We stay so close that it's yeah. fine. We're you know. Um, speaking of of cast members going to the park, do you go to the park? Um, as much as you did or, or, or less because you work there and, like, no one wants to go to the office kind of thing, or is it very separate? Uh, it kind of depends on my mood. Sometimes it's like, you know, after work is done, you've had a great day, like, you know, singing and dancing or whatever, and you say, hey, you want to go grab a drink? Hey, let's go over here, or let's go get food, or let's go, you know. It's really casual. It's You know, and sometimes it's 
like it's a cool place. I mean, when it comes down to it, like Disneyland is a cool place to be. Yes. So it's not yeah. that awful. But sometimes, like, you know, anything that's really good, like if you have cake is really good, but if you have it, you know, five, six, seven days out of the week, <laughs> you, know, you like on your the, the eighth day, you don't really want cake. Right. It's a, yeah, it depends on who you're talking to, Steve. Yeah. Beverly disagrees. <laughs> she would have eight days of cake. Yeah. Which I think is a Beatles song, isn't it? Eight days of cake. Something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm bloated. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it kind of, like, like goes down to, like, personal personal preference. Uh, you know, <laughs> the other part of, like, working at the park is that you have tons of friends who you haven't seen in a gazillion years. And, like, we're coming to Disneyland with the kids. We'd love to see you. And I'm like, sure. But I'm like, it's my one day off this week. Oh. Ah, yes. And, yeah. and, some, and and sometimes you're like, you kind of have to, you pick and choose your battles. And you're like, great, okay, well, I need to clean my house. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to go to the gym. And I got to do, like, me stuff, you know. So it's like you do that, and then you're like, okay, well, I can meet you for dinner. Right. Or sometimes, like, you're working all day long, and then you want to go meet up with, you know, a friend. Uh, my, my, my best friend, Mike, him and his wife, Christy, bring, and they bring their four kids oh, um, wow. to the park, like, and a couple times a year, and I love them, and, you know, they, the kids call me Uncle Steve, and I <laughs> I remember, like, a couple years ago, they're like, let's go, let's go to, like, you know, come meet up with us after the park, and I'm like, okay, you know, dancing in the heat, you know, it's, it's exhausting, and then they just want to wait in, like, a, a line, an hour line, <laughs> and you're like, if I didn't love these kids as much as I do, I would be at home. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah come wait in line with us, and we won't talk to you because we don't want to wait in line either. <laughs> right, and then and then they just talk and talk, and you're like, my voice is tired. I've been talking all day, but you know, those those are like so few and far between. And of course, you know, when it comes to my friend Mike, like I, I would do anything for his kids, so it doesn't bother me. But there are those friends who are like, hey, come play in the park with us after you're you're, you're done with working, and you're like, I, just, I can't, I can't, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for my sanity, I can't. Right, yeah, you you do need a break. I think even the the most diehard Disney fan would would need a break after a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I apologize if we've sort of already covered this, and I think I kind of know the answer, but is this your full-time job? Yeah. Cool. It's my full-time job, yeah. Okay. Um, thanks. It works kind of uh, in different varying levels uh, at the resort. You have your full-time cast members, then you have your part-time cast members, and you have sort of like seasonal part-time or, or it's like regular part-time and seasonal. I don't, I don't really remember how it breaks down, but... You know, sometimes you have, you know, kids who are, uh, you know, kids who are in school, like college kids or whatever, or people have other jobs and they can only, they're only seasonal, uh, which means they have to be available to work uh, peak season, so summertime and like Christmas and spring break. Okay. And then so it's a regular part-time where people are, are regularly gridded, you know, given days per week, or, you know, every week of the year. And then you have your full-time, like full-time employees who are given full-time hours. Cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and, to me, it sounds like a dream job. It does. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty cool. And, you know, like, I'm covered under a union, like I said, uh, which kind of helps protect a lot of that, too, which means that I don't have to work five days a week to maintain my full time. Right. Uh, which is nice because, you know, they kind of understand that as a performer, you're going to be auditioning for other stuff. It's just this is your full time job, but you also kind of need to. You need to let yourself grow a little bit more too. Uh, you know, you you start to kind of get static. So like you have you know extra days off, so you can go take class or take a voice lesson or you know go go to an audition and stuff like that. They understand uh, those needs. Well, you know? did, 
do they also give you um I'm not sure if we cover this or not, but do they give you a lot of training that's very specific for whatever role you're going to be playing that day? Um, or is it depends. There... Okay. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no problem, Steve. Go for it, man. Um, it depends. Like, uh, if uh, I've done a couple media, like, a couple media events, and so they bring you in and they say, okay, let's give you a couple test runs in front of a camera. So you go and you do, like, kind of basic acting for the camera courses, mm-hmm. if you will. Which is cool because, you know, somebody who's like me, who's primarily heavy in theater, like I don't always get in front of a camera. So it's nice to kind of have a little bit of a a little warm up before I'm actually doing something that's going to be a new spot or, you know, a promo thing. Or oh, whatever. Okay. I got it. Mm-hmm. Like a little but like, yeah, but also like, you know, we have puppeteers at the resort and sometimes, you know, they cast kids, cast people, I shouldn't say kids, but they cast people with, you know, kind of an innate sense of, you know, you've all seen Aladdin. Mm-hmm. That's a high school, and right, and so you also you know that the the character or the the performer portraying Iago is you know Iago's a puppet, right? So in rehearsals and stuff for that, like you know they'll have we have puppeteer puppet masters, if you will, who kind of uh, oversee the different puppeteering aspects at the resort, nice. and they will go and they will sit with mm-hmm. the performers and they will teach them the kind of basic basic levels of puppetry, oh. and mm-hmm. yeah. So that's all kind of included on the job training, if you will. Okay, that's amazing. So you're you're pretty much a just a, 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 a all around performer. You're pretty well rounded, so they can plug you in where they need you, and they hire you feeling comfortable with that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, it's it, uh, uh, kids who want to do this for a living. If they kids who want to work at Disneyland doing what you do, uh, obviously start getting involved in theater. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then just try out, right? Just throw a caution to the wind and see what you can do. That's kind of that's it, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was a kid who, who just uh, you know, I grew up in church and I grew up singing and I grew up playing the violin, playing the piano, and I just kind of always attached myself to music and art and theater and drama. Uh, I mean, Terrence probably remembers in PE, I was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> I, so awful like just it, i mean it wasn't my bag and like i know like when you're a kid you have to go through those like prerequisites but yeah. you know if it doesn't yeah. inspire you it doesn't inspire you right and right unfortunately sometimes now like the public school system like you know music education and, and theater and arts is kind of waning but if you have the opportunity what i can like what how i can encourage parents and children is like if your kid shows any sort of inclination toward anything artistic put them in it like yeah. put them in a dance class, let them take an art class. You know, have them take piano lessons, music lessons, singing lessons. There's, you know, even in like summertime when parents are working and and there's nobody around to take the kids, throw them in a theater camp, or or you know, if that's something that inspires them, if they're in, like if they're inclined for sports, throw them in a sports camp. All of it is great. Oh, you know, sorry. none of it's bad. But you know, when it comes to theater, it's like put your kids in theater because ultimately. You also, you're not only just like, I, I don't want to like to play down sports because I think they're great. You know, there's a lot of team building and of course a lot of physical benefits from it. But when you put your, your a kid in theater or, or in music, you're utilizing so many more multiple parts of your brain to make a function happen mm-hmm. that it's only going to make them better business people, yeah. you know, and, you know, better artists, better, you know, just, I feel like a lot of 
humanity is kind of we're we're all soul beings. I mean, Terrence said earlier he has a lot of feelings. I mean, like <laughs> music, like it connect it connects people. It's part of your feeling. It's kind of our core. It's what what connects each, us to each other. And you know, we we need more of that, and we need kids to be able to. We need to let our kids do that. I agree. You know, absolutely. I, you know, God, my dad threw me in 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 uh, soccer and baseball for years, and I hated it. It did not inspire me. As you said, it, it did not inspire me. It was the least uh, important thing in my life. I wanted to draw. I was renting out books. Uh, you know, I was like 10. I was renting out, like, how to draw a comic. But I was like, that was I was my thing. I was super into it. And yeah. it just, it was never, it was like, no, you have soccer practice. I'm like, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, and then I did drama in, in high school, and mm-hmm. that really helped me come out of my my shell, uh, you know, if you will. You know, theater does does give kids people skills you know honestly yeah. and and also you know team building as a sport like when you're five i didn't learn anything about playing <laughs> as a team when i was right. playing baseball or soccer i was like because like i need to do this so he can do that i'm that's my role and right. i'm gonna do it it's right, I don't, right. you know I, I learned more about uh team building from uh, doing plays in high school than i ever did from baseball yeah i mean and that makes total sense i would agree with you i mean I'm just trying not to knock sports, you know. <laughs> oh no, sports! I mean, it's it's important because if if that's what you want, and it's important to be active. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, really, do you know? As parents, you have I say you people because I don't have kids. Um, you know, as as a parent, you have a, a, a um, not an expectation. Well, yeah, I guess an expectation or responsibility mm-hmm. to encourage your child in whatever direction they want to go, whatever right. it is. You know, and I understand there's one point of you can push your kid to do one thing or encourage them this way. Like, why don't you try soccer for a year? And if you don't like it, you can do something else because it is important to get out there and and kind of learn that stuff, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. in the the day and age of iPads and video games and very, you know, sedimentary activities. But uh, if they want to do something else, man, just throw money at it. You know, I love these these parents in the in the Midwest and more and more now here on the West Coast who get up at four in the morning and take their kid to hockey practice when they have to go to work themselves at eight o'clock. Like right. that's a dedicated parent because that that six year old is clearly passionate about this, mm-hmm. and you just just do it. Put it all the line, man. And there's a possibility yeah. that you're going to do that. Um, like I remember my parents renting basically a keyboard for me when I was a little kid and they rented yeah. it for a year and I played it for a week. And, <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, the thing is, is that later on in life, I really got into music and my dad got to the point, you know, I played sports growing up and I love playing sports, but I don't really do that anymore. But what yeah. I do now well, is what badminton my, isn't really around that's anymore. True. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do now is um, I do a lot of music and I remember my dad being very intentional and making sure that um, I could, I could, I could not only read music, but I could play by ear and I could sing by mm. ear. And we That's, had a trip. Yeah. We had a trip from uh, the Bay Area, California, all the way out to Atlanta, Georgia. And the, uh, the entire wow. time that he and I were driving there, he had on old Motown, uh, Stevie Wonder and stuff like that. And he would make me find a harmony to a song. And re- when I found the harmony, he would then ro- this is in the day of uh, tapes what's he, tape? yeah. <laughs> like scotch would, tape yeah scotch tape yeah. Oh, okay but he would rewind the tape and then make me find a different harmony and he would keep doing that for every single song until i could not find another one and i hated it at the time <laughs> but now it's fantastic because yeah. i can sing with anyone and find a harmony a harmony immediately let's wow. sing right now terrence oh yeah we should let's do it together <laughs> baby but this it, but I, I completely agree with you i think that uh, sports are great sports are great but 
in the long run, I think music is something that's really going to stick with people for a longer time. Well, because it's you gonna... can do it for longer. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I can't play sports anymore. I mean, no, I, come on, look at me. My buddy, he's like 45. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, he has seven stitches over his eye. I'm like, what happened? He goes, well, I stupidly thought I can go play a pickup game of soccer, and two minutes after, two minutes <laughs> later, I go for a header, and I get someone's forehead in my eye, and I spent four hours in the emergency room getting stitched up. Like, after two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You just you can't do it. Just go play guitar somewhere. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be said about all of it. You know, I mean, and a lot of it, all of it is really important. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I get, you know, Terrence and I went to a high school that was so much about basketball, and mm-hmm. and and which is great and it's fine, but you know, the music department was so nil; it just barely existed, and. You know, for me, like, fortunately, I had parents who kind of encouraged... My parents didn't really understand too much, but they encouraged it. They encouraged me to kind of pursue art. They're like, if it makes you happy, just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. Good. And, you know, like, now, like, I look back on, on life and... Or, let me take that back. You know, I, I see kind of the, the high school that we went to and, you know, how, how music has now become a very prominent part of that, mm-hmm. that high school. Community, which is great. Oh, that's cool. Thankful for it, but it's like I remember being a so- or a junior. I think I was a, no, I was a senior in high school, and the music teacher, you know, they always did a school musical. They're like, "Well, what do we do?" And I said, "We're going to do Fiddler on the Roof." And she goes, "We don't have anybody to play the lead." I was like, "You got me." <laughs> yeah. Nice. And this is just me, like being a 17, 16, 17 year old kid saying, "No, I can do it." I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> we went out there, and it would be like a huge success. But it's great. I mean, like, great. I'm patting myself on the back. But the reality is, is like. Sometimes you have to kind of make your own destiny a little bit. You can, mm-hmm. Like, if it's yeah. something that really does inspire you, you got to go for it a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, people ask me, like, where my beginning is. And, I, you know, my parents put me in violin lessons, and my, my dad and I were taking a trip to Austria one summer. My violin teacher says, you should rent the movie The Sound of Music. Mm. And I rented The Sound of Music, and I was eight years old, seven years old. Instantly, that hooked me to music theater, and I, it opened a whole new world of just of, of music and of art and Disney. I mean, it all just kind of came along. And then Disney is responsible for, you know, reinventing and, and, and keeping the modern musical alive, I think, for so many, at, at least, you know, like with, with Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, it's like when the Disney movies, like, came back to life. Yeah. And that was all because, like, the modern musical reinvented Disney, and then Disney then went and reinvented the modern musical. I mean, anybody who loves Disney or anybody who watches Disney movies, I mean, Frozen, hello, is a perfect example, you know, written by the guys, the composers of Avenue Q. I mean, it's huge. And the four stars, you know, Elsa, Anna, what's his name, Kristoff and the other guy, Hans, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all voiced by, voiced by people who originated in the American musical theater. Yeah, that's tough. None, none, of, them were, none of them were TV celebrities prior to prior to. Mu- to their careers in music theater. Music theater is what yeah. put them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like, so when we kind of dismiss it, like, so subtly, it, it almost frustrates me because I'm like, no, 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 like, it's all one and the same. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 you know, we're all together in, in all of this. And, you know, for any, any kid who's out there who's just kind of thinking, it's like, if this inspires you and it pushes you, like, just, you'll feel it. You'll feel it pulse inside of your being. Like, you need to do it. And, and, and go take class, and, I mean, maybe there's an after-school opportunity or there's a local community theater and get involved. And then when you're older and when you come of age, go under DisneyAuditions.com and look and see if there's something that might be right for you. It might be a parade. It might be being part of our character department. And it might, you know, and maybe 
Someday you'll be where I'm at or beyond, you know. Yeah, maybe you'll be working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve, thanks, man. That's yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. If you have, if you have like a couple more minutes, we have uh, uh, like seven questions that we like to ask our our guest uh, our guests here. They're you know one <laughs> or two word answers, a la um, the actor studio mm-hmm. with James okay. Lipton. Um, if you if, if you got a, a couple more minutes, we know we've taken yeah. up a lot of your time. Go for it. All right, what's your favorite Disney attraction? Oh, jeez. <laughs> These are the hard-hitting questions. We we, we, we yeah. softened you up for an hour, and now we're getting right to the meat of everything. Okay, uh, I would have to say uh, at Disneyland, uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, oh nice. Okay. What's your least favorite? Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe Dumbo, just because... I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. fair enough. I mean, I, I like what, what I'm trying to think of a ride that I just kind of avoid. Like maybe Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I mean, yes. it's cool, yeah. but it, it's not one that I really, I don't have to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're right, right. Um, pie eyed Mickey or round eyed Mickey? Round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what old ride should they bring back to the parks? Old ride? Yeah. Like a non existent ride. You know what's funny about that? <laughs> Maybe the submarines. I liked the submarines. I liked like the creepy like one-eyed mermaids that you know would like the, the, the like the faces would just would flake off from like the chlorine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too. You know, Taryn's grandfather was one of the voices on the original submarine ride. Nice. <laughs> yeah, bring cool. it back. Yeah. Get, get get the Green family some uh, some royalties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what current ride should they remove? Oh. I mean, I you know I, I kind of thought as much as Cars Life was such a huge success, I thought Luigi's Flying Tires was cute, but it didn't really do a good job of I don't know really kind of bringing that part of that land to life. Yeah. But yeah. I felt, and so that was always mine. But now they're redoing it and they're making making it cool. They just boarded it up like last week. So that would have been my guess. But what they should get rid of? Oh man. Besides all of Bugs Land. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> You know what? You got a point there. Probably oh! Monsters. <laughs> okay. Probably Monsters Inc. That one's kind of it, it's kind of sitting there by itself without. There's not a lot of theming over there. It doesn't really. Am have I a allowed life. to boo the guests? Yes, you can. <laughs> sure. Steve, all of the air just left the studio when you said that. <laughs> I mean, I like the film, but it's just like well, whatever. Anyway, okay, what's next? That's fine. Look at that. He's a professional. Let's, let's yeah. move along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's your favorite Disney character? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> you have to pick one. One? Yep, you have to. One. No, look, here's the difference. Here's the deal. <laughs> you can't, I can't really pick one because, like, I really appreciated one when I was a kid, and then there's obviously the classic, you know, out of the, out of the top five that you have to choose, and then you have to use, like, a contemporary one. Nope. <laughs> nope, you get one, man. You get one favorite. <sighs> Okay, I hate sidekicks. I've always hated Disney sidekicks because I think they're a little cheesy, a little over the top. Mm-hmm. I'm, and well, and and not. I shouldn't say I hate them. I've just never really related to them. Like, okay, you know, I mean, I feel like they get a lot of play because I mean they're popular, like Lumiere and Beauty and the Beast. Like, I mean, if I hear one more, like you know, Madame and Monsieur, you know, one more thing, I'm like, I've, I've heard it. Uh, <laughs> But the sidekick who I totally related to most, most recently, who I absolutely adore, um, would be Olaf. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. think he's so hysterical. I think he's so funny. 
and I totally get him. I feel like Olaf and I get each other. Is that weird? No, that's not weird at all. That's not weird at all. Um, Last but not least, if you could travel back in time and meet Walt Disney, what would you tell him? (laughs) Well, I mean, I could tell him a lot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I would just, I would, I think I would just say thank you. Okay. I would say thank you for inspiring a generation of, of imagination, of generations of imagination. Yeah. Oh, point it. (laughs) Trademark. Of, of inspiring storytelling and um you know like you know walt even says like he built Walt he built disneyland as a place where he could um you know share a family time with his daughters and uh one of the one of the projects that i'm involved with at the park you know we talk about um the, the we talk about um disney's passion for storytelling and i always think that that's so important because you know walt was kind of the original author of all of this and he wrote a story to give to others. But in doing that, that story becomes part of your story. And that's the story that you get to pass on to your gener- to your children and mm-hmm. their children. And then it becomes generations of, of all of us kind of being a part of this story hmm. and inspiring one another. That's and awesome. I think it's pretty cool. That is cool. Steve, that's it, man. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Steve. you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was, was awesome. Fun. All yeah. right. See you later, man. Thank you. Take care. See ya. Bye. See you later. Bye, guys. Wow. That was Fan- fun. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Great yeah. interview. Yeah. Um, I, I he hope should that... be a like, motivational speaker. Yeah. He has a lot of positivity for sure. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. It's awesome. I wonder how much he had before he was working at Disney. Like, I wonder how much your environment, um, you know, uh, affects your demeanor. Creates who you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, he since he he you know he let the cat out of the bag. He and I have known each other for the good. The cat out of the bag. It oh, was yeah. a big secret. Well, I mean, we've known each other for yeah. almost twenty years now. Yeah, and I can tell you, he's been that guy forever. Oh, he really? has always been like that. And so I think that that's part of the reason why he's able to help make the magic is because he already had that in him as well. Okay. So it didn't have to be. You know, he didn't. It, it's completely genuine. That's right. the best way to say it. It's completely genuine. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now that uh, his favorite character was Olaf, that kind of segues <laughs> into the last little bit of our show, the uh, Terran versus Terrence. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to be attacked. I just want to let you know corner. that. this <laughs> corner. We need some Rocky music. So, first of all, From I'm From Conquer, well, California. <laughs> Anti-Frozen Terran. No, no. No. So, here's the, here's the thing. We might be on the same side of things. I don't okay. know. But so I put on Facebook that I was watching Frozen for the first time. And after I was done watching it, I said, I didn't cry and I didn't love the movie. I really liked the whole sister aspect and a couple of parts made me chuckle out loud. Okay. Uh, it's good for little girls, the whole girl power thing. But other than that, stinker. Right. And Terrence uh, posted that he that we need to talk. and that he very much disagrees with my point of view. And being good radio people, you saved it for the air. Right. Yes, absolutely. Which I appreciate. I will, I've 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 said my, I guess, theory, but I would like to know what you disagree with. Okay, so I need to. We don't know for a fact. It's but it's but not really all my theory, but all evidence strongly suggests well, that Taryn I, didn't like. <laughs> no, so I Frozen. didn't really like say a whole lot, but he very much disagrees. So yeah. I want to hear what he says, 
and I have a very strong rebuttal for what I think you're going to say. <laughs> okay. Whoa. She doesn't show okay. all her hand all, all oh, her hand at once, man. Snap. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Beverly, do you want to start or do you want me to start? No, 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 no. You can start. Okay. Since I'm not really a part of this, I have a couple things that I will probably interject here and there. Okay, let's go with this. Is good, let's go with this. Is good for little girls. Now I need to ask you, ma'am. Yes. Um, when you say is First good, of all, don't call her ma'am. Well, I'm trying to be as professional rude. and as That's polite not as possible. That's rude. Okay. Madame. Miss. <laughs> miss. Miss. Always go with Miss. Miss Taryn. Mistress. Yes. Thank you. When you say it's good for little gotcha. girls, are you saying that it is good for just little girls? Or are you saying the girl power, quote unquote, aspect of the movie makes it a great movie for, for girls? So is it primarily for girls? Or should girls just watch it because there's a lot of girl power going on? Um. Well, I would say, one, that you're reading way into what I said. I'm not reading into it. I'm asking questions. Um, Miss. <laughs> Miss House. <laughs> Miss. I, I've been on jury duty, so I'm, I'm talking right. like a lawyer right now. Um, I'm, I wasn't saying that it's just for girls at all. No. Okay. Okay. It's certainly geared more towards girls. I think so. Yeah, the two main characters are female. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a about sisterly. Well, the movie's I'm, I'm about that, women. I'm saying that to Terrence, right? Because okay, he looks like he has emotions. Opinions. <laughs> Terrence has feelings, and he, Terrence has emotions. I do. I am a big ball of emotions right now. <laughs> um, okay, continue, sir. Okay, um, which parts made you chuckle out loud? I don't remember. They weren't that great. <sighs> I'm gonna pass to Beverly for a Can second. Can I just read my rebuttal? Yes, you can. Okay, this is just basically my theory that I wrote. Uh, I got a little. <laughs> I like how Taryn's thoughts then, are only and, theories. Wait, and They're and not opinions was, on what she and feels. And then it was notarized. Yes, no. <laughs> it's it's. I had our lawyer come over and <laughs> he dictated, not read. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually. I was gonna just bullet point it, but I'm just gonna straight up read what okay. I wrote. And I am standing for everyone listening in podcast land. Right. Uh, you'd be able to see, but the cameras. Stupid. Yeah, camera's been right. broken and stuck on me for an hour and 13 minutes. So. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Many people have criticized Frozen for being faux-feminist. While its blinding message is sisterly love, some argue that its actual message is a woman in power, quote-unquote, is a threat to the world, unquote. Elsa could handle her power because, uh, or I'm sorry, Elsa could not handle her power because women cannot handle power, and in fact, wasn't able to manage her power until another woman stepped in, alluding that it takes two women to do what we've seen one man do in the past. What? Oh, where did you get that from? <laughs> what in the? This Sorry. is a theory among people. Is it? Where I've did, never like, heard that. Is it honestly like something yes. that you found online? Yes, in really? several, several places. Wow. Yes, that this that movie. Is... That this I believe move, that. That people this movie crazy. is actually anti-feminist because. Oh it my is, god. Uh, that's ins- that's insanity. <laughs> that's insane. an insane thing to even think. Well, let but me anyway, go on. continue. Well, I don't agree. <laughs> okay. <Ooh. laughs> All right. Good. I like you where this is going. Off with. One right. reporter's <laughs> opinion is yeah. <laughs> one out of one people question. <laughs> okay, my theory is that this movie that this movie's message is twofold. There is an obvious sisterhood thread to the film, sisters before misters, and all that. But beyond. <laughs> You are a special piece of work. You are really a special person. I'm going to go on. <laughs> Please do. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, uh, I believe that Frozen has a true girl power message to it, just not quite the one that we're used to. In Frozen, we see a woman in power, and she kind of messes it up. We, she can't handle it. It hurts those around her, and it ends up leading to her sort of hermit ways. 
uh, a girl was finally given some power, but she, uh, but she's only a girl and messed up the whole and messed the whole thing up. Uh, I'd argue though that we're conditioned to see that she can't handle it and that she is the problem, and we complain about it being a she and call the movie misogynistic. That's not true. What if? Instead of a woman in power is a threat to the world, the message was actually, with great power comes great responsibility. That's a good phrase. You should Mm -hmm. use that a lot more often. Yes. We've seen this message before and is primarily thought of in the context of males. But in reality, it's a message pertaining to both males and females and is an all-around human message. Could it be that it doesn't matter that she can't handle the power and more that someone can't? The message here is that women struggle with power the same way that men do and that it's not a gender issue at all. It's just a human one. Up until now, the Elsa character has essentially been played by men. Think the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, did he not almost uh, have almost the exact same hero's journey as Elsa? Cursed with power, sheltered from everyone, saved by love. But we don't think about uh, that story's message because he's a man. Uh, we don't think of that movie as misandristic. Had to look that up. <laughs> uh, a misandristic portrayal of men. It's just a person learning to struggle with power. So why is it misogyny and anti-feminist when it's a female going through the same thing? To top it off, Elsa learns how to control her powers with the help of, a sis- of, of her sister's love. Read love in general. So in my opinion, this movie is about girl power, just not the Spice Girls fist-raising, bra-burning girl power we're used to. This movie is a simple reminder that power is delicate and often dangerous, but girls are just as powerful as boys. Can I ask you a question? I sure. applaud that. What did you think of the movie? I didn't like it. Okay. Okay. I applaud that. Thank you. Um, one of the things that you said talking about Beauty and the Beast, I think one of the things that we get from this movie that we don't get from um, Beauty and the Beast and other movies of the such is that we do not come into the story halfway through. With this movie, we see her having the powers and the powers initially being something good. Um, something that's beneficial for her and her sister, something to not be af- be afraid of. I think that the problem is not as much of whether she was not able to control her powers. The problem was she was never taught to control her powers. Uh, there was no dialogue that went on between her and her parents about like, what exactly do you do with this? What, was, what happened is that she, they were told that there was a warning that this is something she'd have to deal with her whole life. They immediately wiped any um, knowledge of the powers from her sister's mind and replaced it with happy thoughts. Like, you know, it was any time that a, a snowman was made, it was because they were in the snow, and the parents uh, chose to shelter her. I see this as more of a parenting problem than a girl problem. Uh, well, uh, well, we're talking about why you liked the movie and Taryn didn't, but now we're, now we're this, trying to, like, dissect Sorry, the, I'm dissecting the, it. Yeah, let's but not do that. this is why I like cause... it. This is why I like it. Um, in my opinion, it was legitimately funny. Um, it had a lot of good lessons in the movie. Um, for for instance, um, don't always fall in love with the first person that you meet because you never know how they're going to turn out. Uh, the music was fantastic. I think, personally, I think this was the best musical Disney movie that I've seen since The Little Mermaid. My. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> and what, I've seen a lot of Disney movies like at this point. I. I actually, the, the uh, for a lot of the movie, I was comparing it to The Little Mermaid, and it pained me to have to do that because I thought it was so inferior to it. Why? I thought that the songs were really dumb. 
I didn't think that they were good. I didn't really think that they went with the storyline. I thought that they kind of came out of thin air. And yeah, they were super catchy because they were stuck in my head for three days. But they're <laughs> not. They didn't. I. They just weren't good, in my opinion. I didn't think that like. Even though they were catchy, that you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoyable. didn't think that the message went along with the show. Okay. I thought it was more. I don't think it's it's really comparable to The Little Mermaid because it's it was almost like they were taking they were trying to revamp in my opinion their uh their success with musicals like this is basically to me it's like watching an animated play like it's mm-hmm. very theatrical mm-hmm. and that being said I like that so I I'm I'm a fan of the movie I I don't really have uh, any negative things to say oh, I about you it. I didn't like it. I thought no, you I were... like it. Oh, really? Okay. No, I do like it. Right. I don't like watching it every single day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I, I don't mind the movie at all. Actually, huh? I, one of the things I told my husband um, after I saw it for the first time, because he thought it was terrible, was that I appreciated the fact that at the end, the spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen uh, Frozen by now. <laughs> her sister ends up being... The, the act of true love what ends up uh, giving showing the act of true love that ends up saving her and it's not doesn't come from a man and I think that that's a really important message right yeah um but yeah no I don't think it's it's even close to, I mean the songs are great the the it won an Academy Award it's a great song whatever mm-hmm. I don't think it is on par with the Little Mermaid I I didn't say it is on par I said it's the best one I've seen since that movie oh that's true you did say that yeah. but like it's the only musical since then. That's not true. There's a Lion King. There's there's a ton Aladdin. of You thought it was Aladdin? better than the Lion King? Absolutely. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a I'm not a fan uh, of the Lion the, King. To be the microphone with you. just got dropped in case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Surprised it didn't get thrown a, at me. It's on a swing arm, so <laughs> yeah. you can't really move anywhere except the I am floored. I'm not a fan of the Lion I King. I don't understand how. I think that was actually, I would say right now, that is the greatest movie Disney has ever made. Oh, Even better than the Shaggy DA. What? I liked the music in Tangled more than I liked the music in Frozen. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, we can argue about this all night. That is yeah. true. No, yeah. I'm, I'm over. I'm over it. Yeah. Good job, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you guys Very did great. interesting things. Uh, all right, let's do the fact of the show, and then we're going to get out of here because I'm tired. Oh, wait, we got another show to do. <laughs> Shh. You're ruining the magic. Eh, magic's ruined. Uh, where'd my thing go? Where'd my thing go? Okay, fact of the show, everybody. Everybody. Um, as you walk through Sleeping Beauty's castle into Fantasyland, you'll notice a golden spike in the pavement. Uh, along the way there. It has long been believed that the spike marks the geographical center of the original park. However, that's not true. That is a false rumor. Uh, this is actually a surveyor spike to ensure that the castle, uh, when it was constructed, was uh, centered right along down Main Street. So as you enter the park and you're standing in front of the flagpole or behind the flagpole or whatever, and you look down, the center is what you see. The road, all roads lead towards the castle. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. That's it. What do you think? Good. Are we still friends, Taryn? Oh, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just don't understand your whole Lion King thing. Like, that that's way more important to me than Frozen. I, I don't... Honestly, I think so I need own. to write another essay. I don't care about <laughs> any of them. I just don't... I don't know. I don't really... I, Disney animation, for me, doesn't really... It doesn't 
hold any weight. I don't really care. I dig the older stuff. I mean, like Robin yeah. Hood and, and Sword in the Stone. I grew up watching that right, stuff, right. but like otherwise, I, I you know, you guys, Little JTT. Mermaid, um, Aladdin. Like I don't care. Yeah, all like Snow White <laughs> and all that stuff. I I love. Well, sure. Snow White not so much, but Sleeping, you know, uh, Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. Cinderella, stuff like that. I like, but yeah, Lion King can go. Lion King and Bugs Land can both go. Oh. <laughs> It does beg the question why there's no Lion King representation in Disneyland, but there's Bugs Land representation. I don't know what they say there, so I'm just making sounds. Good job. All right, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. It's a long show. Hope you had a good time. Thanks to Steve again for coming on and wasting a bunch of time with us and talking to us about how to actually become a character actor, a, a, a performer, if you will. At Disneyland. Um, what was the website? Disney Auditions, I think. Is what DisneyAuditions.com, yeah. yeah. So check it out. If you guys are into musical theater and uh, performing and all that kind of fun stuff, uh, you know, check it out. Follow your dreams, as Steve said, because you never know where you'll end up. Uh, thanks again, everyone. See you in the parks. <laughs>